All right, guys, welcome back to the eHunter podcast. I'm actually joined by Seth again on this podcast. Seth, what's up, buddy? Hey, I'm back at it again. Welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) 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 Had to do it solo last time, but I I had to get that podcast out. It was bothering me, but glad to have you back. This is going to be a fun podcast that we're we're doing tonight. So uh, we did a, a Instagram live just a little bit ago and kind of asked uh, some of our our folks that are on there like what their what the most underrated cart hunting cartridge is. And if you guys have been on the website lately, you've seen that we posted an article about the most underrated cartridges for hunting, and we've got a lot of comments on it, a lot of uh, feedback on it, and. Yeah, we want to chat about it. Some of the, the comments that we got back, we want to talk about those. We'll probably call a few people into the podcast tonight and, and get their thoughts on it. But we wanted to you know, just kind of talk through what everybody is, is putting out there and some of these underrated cartridges. But before we do that, um, as always, we want to thank our title sponsor, Vortex Optics. Sure appreciate them and uh, their support. Everything that we do here at eHunter, they're a, a big supporter of us and have been since the beginning. So really appreciate all the guys over there, um, they're, they're great people and, and support us. So check them out, vortexoptics.com. Um, also check out Onyx Maps, another huge supporter of the, the podcast as well. And and lastly is uh, Manscaped. Seth, you using your Manscaped stuff? All the time. Got to keep the beard nice. Yeah. It's been good. Got to keep the undercarriage nice. Got to keep it all nice. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Dude, those products, man. I I I know it sounds weird, and I'm not just saying this because they are a, a sponsor of the podcast. Like, you know, if you buy like a cheap Norelco, or I don't even know, is that Norelco? Is that the word? Is that the brand? Yeah, you buy like at Walmart or something. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like they're okay, but they got nothing on, on Manscaped stuff. Like, I was talking to my wife the other day about the the nose trimmer, and she's like, "Are you seriously like serious? It's that much better than the uh, than something oh, else?" Man. It's crazy, isn't it? So much better. My my old one, I, I literally threw it away. Like it, it then the Manscaped one cuts and so much cleaner mm-hmm. and closer shave. And it's not like even with the the uh, nose trimmer, it's like the old one would every once in a while you get that yank where it just pulls the hair out instead of cutting it away. It uh yeah, that drives you crazy when that happens. So uh. Manscaped definitely is a nice way to go when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, it's it's amazing, amazing stuff. All their stuff is is good, and and you can get like a uh, I don't know what you call it, like a subscription subscription thing to it, where they like keep sending you some of their products month over month. Like uh, oh yeah, yeah, month monthly subscription box. Or yeah, whatever. And, and that's actually a pretty cool deal. I mean, it saves you actually a lot of money in the long run if you if that's stuff you're going to use, and um, and that stuff's awesome as well so um yeah check it out manscaped uh use the code ehunter e-h-u-n-t-r at checkout get yourself 20 percent off and support us here at the podcast so we appreciate all the support and so you know a lot of people have asked like you know how can we support you guys how can we help like get more stuff out there and do more things and you know a lot of them like oh we can't we can't be writers or we can't do this or that but you know little things like that make a huge difference to us guys so uh, make sure you subscribe to all of our stuff. Use our, our discount codes, stuff like that. Um, that, that definitely helps support uh, the podcast, the website, and, and everything. So all right, let's jump into it, Seth. Uh, let's grab our drink and let's talk about guns and cartridges. I'm drinking <laughs> uh, 
Oh, you're not a soda drinker, are you? That's too mm, bad. No. I'm drinking a Mountain Dew Spark tonight. I've got a liquid IV Ugh. tangerine oh, in my water. got to chew that stuff. No, you got to mix it up, dude. That's no, no, stuff. I mean, you mix it up, but I feel like when you mix it with water, like it, I feel like when I drink that liquid IV, it's so thick, I feel like I've got to chew it like it's goo. You just keep keep spinning, keep mixing. You're you're getting it where it's it's too thick, or you add more water. I was gonna say I probably <laughs> just need to add more water to it. <laughs> uh, I'll, no, I'll stick to my Mountain Dew. But this Mountain this oh, Mountain Dew yeah. Spark is pretty dang good. I've that'll it, definitely hydrate you right up. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna make me have to pee like ten minutes into this. And then your podcast. pee will be about neon green. Mm-hmm. Yep. I haven't drank much soda lately, uh, but I I went to the store today and. I found this Mountain Dew Spark, and it's it's pretty dang good stuff. I think it's been out for a while, but it's pretty tasty. So, <laughs> but let's talk guns. So, like I said, we just did a, a, a an Instagram live, and and I just asked some of the people like, what were, what are the most underrated cartridges out there? Oddly enough, and maybe they read our our article. I'm sure some of them did. It was pretty obvious that I think some of them did. But uh, they just kind of started coming off off the cuff with some of the the, the guns and, and cartridges that they felt like were were underrated, and and so I kind of want to kick it off by one of the ones that uh, um, Diego brought up with he's a main beam addiction on on Instagram, and he brought up a twenty five out six. So this was my first. Have you ever owned a twenty five out six, Seth? No, but I've always wanted one. My cousin had one growing up, and for whatever reason. I've always wanted a twenty-five out six, but I, I've just never, never ended up getting one. They're just a cool, they're a really cool gun, and you know, really like uh, the ballistics of it is, is actually a pretty dang. It's pretty impressive with some of the ammunition that they have nowadays. But I think for me, like, because I got it when I was, well, because back then in Utah, you couldn't hunt till you were fourteen. So I probably when I, I got it when I was like thirteen-ish, mm-hmm. and. You know, as a, as a kid, you're always worried about, okay, how bad is it going to kick and, and all that stuff. And it was, of course, a Ruger M77. If you guys haven't listened to that podcast, go listen to that freaking podcast. Uh, the Ruger <laughs> M77. Um, mm-hmm. But so it was, it weighed like as much as that gun safe over there weighs. Anyways, it, uh, but it had hardly any kick. And I killed a lot of animals with that gun. I killed coyotes, deer, elk, cow elk. I mean, you name it, I, I killed it with that gun, and so it, it really, I really can't say it's anything bad about it. No, I mean, truthfully, if if you look at it as a modern hunting range, like if you look at the ballistics during hunting yardages, it performs actually, truthfully, slightly better than the six five Creedmoor out to five hundred yards ballistically on a lot of these ammunition options mm-hmm. um usually the creed surpasses it as you push beyond those what i would call extreme ranges 600 700 800 but but that 100 to 500 yard range it it outperforms that uh breed more mm-hmm. so that needs more mm-hmm. i'm gonna get people riled up already yeah but yeah, get it 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 is a very comparable rifle to a lot of the six fives, because I mean, let's be honest, six five and point two five seven are pretty dang close. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's basically the same diameter, two fifty. Basically the same, right. <laughs> right? Metric versus standard. Yep, but exactly. 
the main point being is it's not in the forefront of a lot of people's minds when they start looking for uh, a lighter hunting rifle, like a lighter calibered hunting rifle. But if you are the kind of guy that's going to be consistently shooting 500 yards and in, which I would suggest is probably most hunters, mm -hmm. uh, it's a really, really good option. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, that, and it's an it's an older, well, considering, I mean, comparing it to some of the other calibers that are out there, you know, it was introduced uh, in 1969, and mm. they basically just took the 30-06, necked it down to that 257 or 65 caliber, and just to get the better ballistics, you know, the, the, the velocity, the speed out of it, um, that, uh, that they were hoping to get, and, and they did. And so you're right, Seth, like zero to 500 yards, I mean, it, it's going to shoot very flat. It's going to pack a punch. The other cool thing is in that 6.5 or that 257 caliber, you can, uh, there's a lot of bullet ranges that you can get. I was looking right. in, in my, uh, well, in my reloading books. So I've got the, the Barnes and the Burger and the Hornaday and all those. And I was just looking at different varieties for the, the 25 caliber or, also that again that six five caliber because that's basically the same thing same thing and uh there's a lot there's a big range and i think that's why maybe not why but you know when they started inventing the six five creed more and, and these six five calibers i think that's another reason why because you can shoot a very light bullet you can shoot a pretty dang heavy bullet with it so like i said when i got mine i wasn't reloading back then but i would buy a, a lighter bullet for coyotes and i'd buy a heavier bullet for elk and it killed everything and everything in between yeah, the the cousin that uh, had his for years, he reloaded the uh, 117 grain Hornadies and never did anything else. <laughs> yep. 117s for everything. So oh, That's a great bullet. But then you can also go up to a 140 grain, you know, the yeah. those trophy bonded, those 140 grain trophy bonds, bonded bullets and, you know, kill elk and deer and everything with those. Yep. So such a cool gun. I think... You know, a lot of people say, oh, it's a kid's gun. Well, not really. Not even just a kid's gun. I mean, it is a great kid's gun. I, I've, I've really thought about that for my my boy. He's he's 12, and we're going hunting this year, and I hope we're going hunting this year anyways. And, uh, you know, two fifty or a twenty-five out 6 would be a pretty cool gun for him. Not yeah, well, I've, in a Ruger M77, Seth. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a, a lot of older guys actually ditch the Magnums uh, as they get older and... and uh, I guess that I don't know a little more recoil uh, sensitive. I've I've seen older guys ditch the magnums and and go back to something like a twenty five out six. Mm -hmm. That's a smart move. Like I said, when I was a kid, it hardly kicked at all. I didn't have a muzzle brake or anything like that on it. It's because that Ruger that you complain about was heavy. Yeah, that jack handle. Yeah. Hey, when it's heavy, they don't. Uh, the heavier they are, the harder they're uh, going to be to push around. So, mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was thinking about. I don't know if it was 140 grains that I put in that. Maybe it was the. I think it was the Sierras. Was it 135s? The 140 is what I, I used in the 708. But it, I think it was the 135s that I used in that one. Anyways, I digress. But cool. A bit, there's a big variety that you can use in that. I think there are probably 140s that you can use. But oh, I'm sure. Well, I mean, truthfully. As long as you've got, and our reloaders and our wildcatters will know better, but as long as you've got the clearances, you can put whatever grain bullet you want in there. Mm -hmm. Well, and the good thing is, you know, a lot of these, these heavier grain, it's obviously a longer bullet, and so what you'll find is you're actually going to improve your accuracy with those bullets too. 
Right. You get it out there closer to the lands, and it makes it a, a, a better shooting gun. Man, I was just a... Back then, I was a factory bullet guy, and mm-hmm. they all shot great, so... Maybe it was just the maybe it was just the shooter. <laughs> That's all it was. Right, just right the, now, the, tell tell you or my cousin want to be my reload guy because <laughs> I'm not the reload guy. <laughs> you need to become a reload guy. I just buy really nowadays. It's so different than 20 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. 20 or 30 years ago, your your off the shelf options were Remington Corlock mm-hmm. and there was some variance there in, in all the manufacturers where now you have these precision hunters from Hornady and your federal terminal ascents that are a lot more high quality. Yeah. Yeah. For my, uh, for my wife, 708, I just buy the pretty much those precision hunter bullets from Hornady and go kill stuff. That's such a good bullet. And it shoots so well. So I think that's the only one that I really just buy. Well, 30, 30, I just buy bullets for that too, but speaking of 708, let's talk about 708. That's another one that you haven't had, right? Uh, no. So on the live, my wife is actually one that pointed that one out and, and rightfully so, cause it is definitely an underrated, uh, cartridge. It's one that not many people think of. And I said this on the live, but you know, my father-in-law, he really worked up that 708. He actually improved one of his 708s and but that actually improved 708. Like seriously, he wasn't very far off in my seven mag as it relates to like uh, muzzle velocity and, and stuff like that, which is absolutely crazy. That, that that cartridge, that case just allowed for it, you know, to, to do that. So um, it's a little bit compared to the 25-06, it's a newer one. I mean, it was developed in the 80s, but um, it's one that I think it got a lot of attention there for a while and then it's, it's kind of fallen off. Does any of your family members use 708? No, and that one was kind of funny uh, on the article. I, I kind of was, I got a, a wide range of both. I got people telling me that, yeah, that's a great pick, and and it is underrated. And then I was told by several people that, oh, no, the, the 08 super popular. I don't know what you're talking about. So What? <laughs> yeah, it was kind of uh, in the middle of, of people arguing back and forth quite a bit, but uh I, I know of, of several people that like friends that have had them and, mm-hmm. and like them quite a bit, but I've never had any experience uh, up close with one. So I'm, I'm not going to say I'm a gun guy. I'm not going to be that guy, but I, I love guns. I absolutely love guns. And, and so when I'm out hunting, like when I go to Colorado, you know, elk hunting, we always run into people from Tennessee and Mississippi and, and all these places and I always ask, hey, what are you shooting? It's just, you know, it's kind of fun to just ask people what they're shooting. And maybe it's just because it's fun. It's fun because it's to me because, I, you know, it's it's interesting <laughs> to me what guns everybody's shooting. But I have never, and I've asked hundreds of people. I've asked them, I've asked hundred people what gun they're shooting while we're out there elk hunting or deer hunting. When I'm in Colorado deer hunting or here in Utah deer hunting or, or whatever. When I go hunt with my buddies, I'm always like, hey, what are you taking? Um, no one has ever said a 708. So... Those guys, I think it's pretty popular. Um, maybe you live in a different world than I live in. Maybe in their in their circles. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And that uh, that's a good point. It could be, you know, if you were to, in my circle, in my family, yeah, we have a bunch of seven oh eights. It's mainly because of my father in law, what he did with them, but still, it, it's. I think it's a it's a it's a very impressive cartridge, similar to the twenty five out six. It's got a parent cartridge that is neck down, so obviously seven oh eight comes up from the three oh eight. And they just necked right. it down to the the seven caliber or the two eighty four caliber, 
just to increase that velocity a little bit, do a little bit of different thing, a few different things with it. But again, similar to the 25 out six, it's great for uh, people that are worried about recoil. There's no recoil, hardly any recoil with the the 708 compared to the the Magnum cartridges. Still has a knockdown power. Again, a wide range of of bullet sizes that it can shoot and shoot well, depending on the the. I do I did find this depending on the the twist on the on the barrel of your gun will definitely impact how those bullets shoot on a on a 708. But I guess that's pretty much most guns. But I I feel like it's done more with a 708 than other guns. Right. So. Yeah, it's uh I, I've known one of our uh previous riders uh brandon mm-hmm. he shot everything with with his 7m08 uh, he never never used any other gun whitetail axis deer all that stuff interesting you know and, and for those guys that are 270 lovers i don't know if you've ever looked at it but the trajectory of a of a 708 is very similar to a, a 270 so a lot of people will go to you know will fight you fist to cuff saying that the 270 has got one of the best trajectories and does all this and that and the other. Well, this one actually shoots very, very similar to it. And then you actually improve it and it even makes it that much better. So. Well, and the benefit there is if it's, if it's very similar to the, the seven MM eight almost always has a reduced recoil in comparison to the seven MM eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The other great thing about the seven Oh eight is, there is brass everywhere. It might say 308 on the back of it, but there's brass everywhere yep, for that yep. gun. 308 is one, of, if not, well, 223 is probably up there too, but one of the most popular cartridges out there. And so if you walk to any sto- uh, sporting goods store and look at what they have on the shelf, even like coming out of COVID, I feel like 308s and 223s were the first things that were put yep. up on there on the shelves. So there's, I agree. you're always going to find brass for 708. And uh, on a side note, because you brought it up, just remember, folks, you don't hunt with a, a AR-15 because there'll be no meat left. That's that's what your politicians tell you. <laughs> don't get me going again, Seth. I, well, I had to because you got me going with your with your your political post. My no, goodness, did you did you see that in the last three days? People talking about how the, the reason people don't hunt deer with an AR-15 yeah. is because there'd be no meat left. And yeah, I'm like, be... who's gonna tell them? <laughs> yeah, that it's a it's it's a 22, guys. That's what <laughs> 223 stands for. It's a 22 caliber. It's going real fast, but it's a 22. It's gonna make the reason you don't hunt deer and big body game with it is because it isn't gonna penetrate very good. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I so I saw uh, who was it that posted something about that. It was somebody making fun of the people that had said that, and uh, yeah, because they were talking about oh, well, it's just well, and their excuse was oh, you're gonna shoot it so many times with the AR-15. You know, every time you shoot, you're gonna you're gonna put you know twenty thirty bullets in it. And I was like, you, you can pull the trigger once. You, you can still pull that trigger once and shoot one bullet. You don't have to shoot all thirty yeah. bullets. I don't think they real. I don't know. But our president, oh, no, never mind. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to do it again. We, we, we digress. Um, Go listen to the other podcast. <laughs> we'll focus on, on hunting guns and, uh, so the 223 is underrated. That. Is that where you're going with that, sir? No, no, I was just bringing that up because you brought it up and I had to chuckle about it. Oh, well, I brought up the last two. Which, um, 
Uh, we have we have quite a few on the website, um, but we also yeah some people talked about some others on the live. Which other one did uh, what which other ones did you kind of want to talk about? Um, so a couple people reached out to me, and I don't know if you saw any of these on the live, but uh, and I I don't know where to stick this one, but I, I've had a few people bring up the two forty three. So that one did come up on the live. Okay, it might have come up before I hopped on, but I'm. I'm not sure where to stick it because I think at one point in time, it was a very popular, smaller cartridge, but now I, I really don't know what to think. I I think Um, it, I think it's underrated now. And I think that's because of the shadow of the six, five world that came in. Um, Cause people are going to try and put those in the same class. At least that's the convert with the conversations I've had. Yeah, I mean that makes that makes sense because I I kind of agree it, it was probably much more popular and then uh, the six five's popularity has kind of pushed it to the side. But um, for a smaller deer cartridge and a coyote gun and, and small game gun, uh, it's kind of like Taryn said it, it really fits well into that with several different uh, bullet grains. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of guys that'll tell me all their stories about how they kill elk with them all the time. I think you're pushing the boundaries as an elk gun, but a a deer and a smaller game gun, I think it, it has a really good uh, groove right there. Yeah, I'd have a hard time using a 243 on elk. I, I just I wouldn't feel like it's got the the punch, the yeah, that BC that it that it would need for an elk, but. Right. I don't know, but for deer, it's it's a very great cartridge. You know, that's the thing is these underrated cartridges that we're talking about. A lot of them can be used on a wide, you know, variety of of animals. You know, this is one that could be used for coyotes. It could be used for whitetail. You know, it could be used for well, all deer. Um, it could, it, pronghorn be a great round for pronghorn. So, yep. you know, the two forty three. I feel like yeah, it was really popular. I think in yours and I in my childhood. I think I feel like there's a lot of people that shot 243s, but I think as we come into the into the 2010s, 2020s, that it's it's kind of gone by the wayside because of the the 65 movement. Yeah, I I think it and another one on our list that that uh, 65 has really displaced is the the 6mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think both of those uh, were much more popular. I know growing up in deer camp. Uh, we had one 6mm and one 243. Uh, and nowadays you go to that same deer camp and it's 6.5 PRC or 6.5 Creed and 7 mag and 270. And that's about it. Isn't it interesting that nowadays we have to have a gun specifically for every animal that we hunt? <laughs> you, do you notice that? Yeah. Like if, if you go to someone's gun cabinet, they're going to have, oh, yeah, that's my elk gun. That's my deer gun. That's my antelope gun. That's my coyote gun. When you really, in the in the 6.5 days, the 243 day, or the 6, six millimeter, excuse me, 6 millimeter days, right. the 243, the 25-06, you know, it was just, there's my gun, and it does everything. Like like my grandpa, he had, and I talked about this on the live, but he had a 257 Roberts, and he had a 270. 257 Roberts did everything except for, and actually, it did kill a lot of deer too. He used it for deer as well, but then he used the 270 for elk. So yeah, that, that's just. Yeah. And he had those two guns, and that pretty much that just did everything that he 
he needed. And he killed I mean, a lot of sh- stuff with those two guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, my dad's the same way in, in, in similarity. I mean, he doesn't really small game hunt like he never has, mm-hmm. but he's won. I can't tell you how many guns at shoots and banquets and, and one or two of them he keeps because they're pretty. Uh-huh. But by and large, he just turns around and gets rid of them because he's like, I have my seven mag. I'm not yeah. going to do anything different. I'm just going to keep it. Yeah. And so he's the same. I mean, if it don't matter if it was an antelope hunt or a moose hunt, he's just going to go grab that because that's his gun. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no need to have a 300 or a whatever. You know what I mean? He just has that seven mag and he, he's always shot light for light grain for cartridge, you know, shoots the 139s mm-hmm. and is never changed and will never change. <laughs> yeah. But that's just, uh, I think it's an older mindset. I don't know, uh, you know, we could dig into that more, but I'm yeah, not a hundred percent sure why that is, but yeah, he just is like, Nope, that's my gun. I don't know. I feel like, well, and I feel like the world that we live in today, we've got to have everything. You know, we just, we've just got to yeah. have everything. We're just going to buy everything and it is what it is. And we got to have every single gun out there. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm the same way. I like, I like to fill up my gun cabinet. I like to go shoot different guns and I love to have variety. So it's, it's not a bad thing, but I feel like back in the day, they just, they had one gun and for some people it was the 243. Now, so Seth, um, I believe the 243 is a 308 cartridges uh, casing as well, isn't it? You know, that's a good question. I, I, think, I think the 243, so. the 708, and the 308 are, are all the same parent cartridge. If I remember right, I I might be speaking way out. There's probably somebody yelling at me somewhere. No, I right think now. you're right. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah, because uh, it was developed in the 50s, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And I think when they brought it out, that that was its whole goal. You know, we kind of talked about deer and, and small game. And I think that's when they developed it. That was the the goal they had in mind mm-hmm. was to take a gun that could do both. Yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it's the Winchester 308 case. Yeah. Down. That's crazy. That And that's just another, uh, I, I've never done that. I don't know what the, the process is on that. Uh, I don't have a 243. So um, my father-in-law had a 243 short mag and that's the funniest little bullet you'll ever see in your yeah. life. It's like a little, little, little squishy one. Yeah. A little fat little thing. Uh, at least it looks fat because it's so short. Cool little gun, great, and I've seen him kill deer with it. Um, but yeah, I don't have a two forty three to even compare it to. But yeah, I thought I remember that being the the, the parent case was that three oh eight. So uh, great case. I mean, it's a it's a great casing. Uh, works for all these different ranges, and yeah, you can really do a lot with that that two forty that two forty three. So let's talk about a little bit bigger caliber. I want to talk about that 280 actually improved. I feel like it's coming back a little bit. Are you feeling that same way? Yeah. You know, I think it was kind of that. Um, I don't know. I think it, it was, it was popular, you know, getting popular. Then it fell on its face with the release of, uh, the six, five PRC a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of started to get popular again. And now they've released, the 6.8 Western and the 7 PRC. And so I don't know if that's going to force the 280 Ackley back down or Maybe. if it'll it'll kind of stay where it is. You know, it's really comparable. Like, um, 
I follow a guy on YouTube. Uh, it's called Backfire TV. He's a local guy here in St. George. And uh, he uh, he did this thing called Cartridge Wars. And he, I think that he had the 280 Ackley Improve, the 28 Nozzers, 7 Rem Mag, and one other in that same category. And, and I was actually really impressed at the the stats on the, the 280 AI. Like it, it really actually can, it actually performs very well. Now, again, you compare it to the 28 Nozzer, it's not going to quite do what the 28 Nozzer does, but it is going to be very close to the the 7 Mag. It's going to be very close to the 270. The 280 Remington is going to be, you know, obviously very similar to that. So uh, if if you're looking for something like that, I still I don't think you could go wrong. Only, I guess the only thing I don't, I don't ever see the 280 actually improved. I don't see the ammo boxes on the shelves. Uh, have you ever looked for those and seen those? Um, oddly enough, the only time I've ever seen them, they're usually in Remington Gorlock. You know uh, what I mean? Like uh-huh. I, I don't see a lot of them in like the, the precision hunter or something like that. Precision hunters or the terminal ascent mm-hmm. or any of those like higher end, uh, off the shelf brands, but off the shelf brands that I have seen it, it's usually a Remington Gorlock box. Yeah. Yeah, just thinking about something. I wish my father-in-law was here for me to ask this question, but what guns can you actually improve? Because I know you can do a 223. Obviously, I know you can do a 708. The 280 Remington actually improved is the 280 AI. Yeah. Can, can you do most I don't know. cartridges? I, I would I would assume <laughs> I would assume there's something and like say I'm not a I'm not a wildcatter, but yeah. I would assume that there would be the ability to to actually improve a lot of them yeah. but they are funny i mean you look at the picture of them and boy that is a really short steep neck down you know I mean? like the 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 casing oh the shoulder yeah the shoulder on yeah, it is very steep yeah is, yeah it's or, really steep yeah is that the right word for it is it steep or is it not steep it's flat. not steep I yeah guess, <laughs> i guess that's <laughs> a, it's, it's short yeah i guess i guess the term is it it's not a long I don't know the angle because it is so short. You can't really see the angle, but it it's not a long um, shoulder. It's a very short shoulder, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting round. And I guess my point, uh, I've always thought about the, the 280 actually improved. And my, always, my thoughts have always been, well, it's very similar. I think if you look at the stats on it, it's like it's probably like 50 feet per second slower than the, the 7mm, the Ram Mag, I mean, the 7 Mag. And so right. at that point, it's like, well, like you might as well go with the 7 mag. It's going to be a similar recoil. Uh, you're going to get a little bit, you know, just a touch faster with the 7 mag. And and the I think the ammo availability is going to be way more with the 7 mag. Right. So I think I think the Ackley um, really scratches that it, it for a guy that is a big reloader. Mm-hmm. That is kind of that callback to the, to the Wildcat days. Because um, uh-huh. you, you can... You can use obviously you can use pretty much any seven mm bullet you would like, heavy, light, um, come up with your own combinations. Um, and it's got the the Wildcatter's name tattooed right on the gun you're shooting. So Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Going back to the shoulder, I think it's a steep shoulder because that's all Ackley. They're all very steep, and that's what makes them Ackley improved. Is it allows you to put more powder in there, so it's a steeper shoulder. Okay, <laughs> that's gonna bother that's me. Correct, <laughs> correct term. Because yeah, yeah. I was like I don't know. They're real short. They don't they don't extend out like a lot of the 
yeah the other regular bullets the more we talk so. about this the more it makes me want to be a wildcat i'd love to create my own round and <laughs> it'd just be so fun to, to do this and see what see what you yeah, can they're do. trying to make a bomb yeah exactly <laughs> exactly well there any see more other, any, any other ones on the list next. that you wanted to chat about that uh i mean we had a lot on there the 224 valkyrie was one that just nobody ever talks about uh so it's fairly new i think it's kind of almost unknown it's it's an underrated round and it very um kind of scratches that same itch as the 243 yeah to an extent um but you brought up big ones let's let's talk about the biggest one on the list and and tell me what you think the uh 375 yeah the 375 ruger though not the not the old h and h but the the newer ruger that was what developed in the mid 2000s mm-hmm yeah, that, and a lot of people, I think, when they see the three seventy five, that's what, what they're going to do is they're going to go to the H and H and be like, "Oh man, that yeah, that's a, that's not you know, that's an old school gun." But the Ruger, it's a stick of dynamite. That's what that thing is. <laughs> yeah, that thing is, is huge. Um, but yeah, I think it was created like mid two thousands. I think right about the time that, uh, or maybe just shortly after I graduated high school. I don't know when you graduated high school, but I remember yeah, about that same time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember when this gun came out and and there was a lot of talk about it um and what they were doing it, it was kind of like that wildcatting time and um when they created this and, and what it could do and and it is it's based off the 300 h mag is that right, right. 300 or 375 or is that the same? that's actually the same casing isn't it i think they're both the same parent case yeah me i'm gonna do some quick research actually and just see if they both because i think you're right i think they were both off the 300 h and h um I, I believe they are off that 300 that 375 h and h which i love the 300 h and h mag i mean that's just my family kind of goes there has a history with that but the cool thing about this this uh cartridge is you can shoot such a big bullet <laughs> out of it and and you still have a lot of speed which is super yeah, I, super impressive i actually want to read the statistics uh off this <laughs> yeah, gun it's, real quick it's gonna before. blow people away so do it for, okay so this this big hoss is shooting so this is uh, an offering from hornady from it but it's shooting a 270 grain interlock sprp which i think is their dangerous game series bullet velocity at muzzle is 2840 and you're like oh okay that's you know that's fast but it's not un- otherworldly like yeah but some how big's the guns. bullet <laughs> It's 270 grain. So there you go. <laughs> and here's the big one. So obviously at the muzzle, that's, uh, you know, you're not usually shooting things at the muzzle. But at the muzzle, it's 4,800 foot-pounds of, of energy Yeah, leaving the muzzle. So it's obviously a, a hunting range or hunting yardage gun. Like it's at 100 to 500 yards, but it is putting a wall up on whatever you're shooting, which is kind of what they developed it for. They, yeah. they developed it for dangerous game in both North America and Africa. Mm-hmm. So this is your, your coastal brown bear, your moose, your polar bear, your lion, black, black death, gay buffalo, stuff like that gun. And it, uh, and that may be some of it, you know, so there's maybe there's not a ton of us that are uh, suiting up to, tackle those kind of uh almost exotic or not common game animals 
but uh, you want to talk about an elk gun that would uh, oh. bury him in the dirt. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's like shooting a forty-five caliber muzzleloader on steroids. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a big boy, but I think that's the main reason it, it's... Uh, and, and to an extent, the 335 H&H has lost popularity. I, I think it's just because, at least in the U.S., I know the 375 H&H is used uh, abroad extensively in a lot of places, but I think the main reason they're underutilized is that the, a lot of people aren't continuously chasing these yeah. big and dangerous game animals. Right. So. It's a it's a rare thing that you're doing. It's not something that you're doing frequently. Right. It's a cool bullet though. Like if you go on our website, um, there's a, a picture of the bullet. It's the Hornaday dangerous Hornaday dangerous game series bullets there. And man, it's a it's a brute. <laughs> it's got that same uh, real steep shoulder mm-hmm. that the. Uh, Ackley improved has too you can see in the picture i kind of want one i don't know why <laughs> what are you you're gonna shoot an elk with it I don't know. well you got your 4570 why do you have your 4570 i'm gonna shoot an elk with it yeah. someday see i can shoot an elk with it see that's what i do with it i'll shoot an elk if i go bear hunting I mean, in canada i'll take that with there me there you go see? oh i would put smoke city on a black bear oh wouldn't it be cool it'd be, a, it'd be a bad day for that black bear oh yeah yeah that would end things quickly <laughs> but it's so fun i wonder what the recoil yeah. is on it oh Be really interesting I, I, to put the recoil foot I, pounds on that and see what it is i want to i want to do it you've got it in my head now I'm oh gonna yeah work. it's gonna hurt i'll just i'll just say that it's gonna hurt on on both ends but sometimes that works. it's like the 4570 yeah, sometimes it's worth it to have that hurt on both ends are, are you are you ready oh geez i, I just pulled it up <laughs> How much? Uh, 45 <gasps> pounds of felt recoil Oh my gosh! What's the forty-five seventy? <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> no, forty-five pounds. I'm, I'm pulling it up right now to see what it compares to. Yeah, oh it, it's it's got a lot of powder in it. It has to be. Gosh. Um, I'm gonna pull it up real here. That's crazy. That is unreal. That it's that. That's much. a that's a wallop and a half. Um, that's a man's gun right there. See, I'm gonna find some. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna find some guns that are. Uh, I think that comparable. I think the forty five seventy is only like thirty two pounds or thirty four pounds or something like that. If I remember uh, that, comparable that uh, thirty three seventy eight Weatherby Mag. Oh, that's one comparable. that Monty put up there. Yeah, that thirty three or three thirty. Yeah, yeah thirty three. I think three thirty eight Ultra Mag is comparable. Whoa. The three forty Weatherby Mag is comparable. Man, those are some big old guns. Golly, yeah, the, it's uh, crazy. I wanted to find the 45.70 to see what it was. I believe, I, I looked it up when you got yours just because I wanted to see what it yeah. was and how bad it kicks. I, I really think that it was uh, like 32 or 34-ish. Low 30, 38 if you're shooting the the hot bullets that I'm shooting out of it. Oh, Okay. So thirty eight. So that's still, that's, but that's mag. That's that's seven, a hot bullet. So regular seven, bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's still seven pounds more than my my hot bullets that Which I'm shooting lot. out of. That's there. a lot. Seven pounds more is a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's a 
Yeah, if you that's guys, a ripper right there, gentlemen. Yeah, you guys need to go on our website and check that and, and look at the pictures of that and get familiar with that. That one's that one's cool. So, yeah. I want to call a couple of people and, and get their thoughts on uh, what this what their underrated cartridges are, hunting cartridges. Um, so I've talked a lot about my buddy Chad uh, on this podcast. He's been on a lot of our videos on our website and stuff like that. I'd like to get his thoughts on it. You care if I call him in, Chad, uh, Seth? Yeah, go ahead. Let's see here. I guess I better turn the volume up so we can hear him. Hello? Dude, what are you sending me vacation stuff for here? You keep texting me about vacations <laughs> while I'm trying to record a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just shows up in the mail randomly. Kenneth's like, Sarah sent this. <laughs> hey i'm down for another vacation but uh but we got business right. to, to tend to tonight you're on you're live on the podcast so so don't say anything inappropriate oh, hey. <laughs> okay you know hey. me <laughs> yeah yeah i know i do yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't say anything bad at all so hey we're talking about uh gun cartridges and or hunting cartridges i should say and some of the most underrated cartridges some that you know have kind of gotten forgot about over the years or it could be even a new one like we talked about the the new uh, the Valkyrie that's a newer cartridges a cartridge but nobody talks about it so um, I wanted yeah. to kind of pick your brain on on your thoughts like do you have a do you have a gun or friends have a gun that is kind of that underrated cartridge that nobody really knows about but it's an amazing cartridge listen up hunters and outdoorsmen you've been living in a tent roughing it in the great outdoors for over a week while chasing bucks or elk or whatever your beard may be coming in nicely but there's one area that needs some attention when you get back home. We're talking about your nether regions, fellas. That's where the Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped comes in handy. This tool is designed to tackle even the wildest of forests while keeping your precious gun safe from any mishaps. With a ceramic blade that won't nick or snag and skin-safe technology, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the ultimate way to clean up down there after a week of roughing it. It's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower when you get home. You could use it in a lake. Or I guess if, even if you get desperate, you could use it in a muddy puddle. So when you finally make it back to civilization after weeks in the wilderness, make sure you've got the Lawnmower 4.0 waiting for you. Your family jewels and any lady friends will thank you as well. Use the code eHunter at checkout and get 20% off of any item. Again, that's eHunter, E-H-U-N-T-R, at checkout and get 20% off any item. Uh, just like in general or like for specifically for deer or elk or just whatever? Uh, really in general. We've talked about coyote guns. We've talked about, yeah, deer, elk. We just talked about the, the 375 Ruger for dangerous games. So yeah. yeah, just kind of in general. So I actually have a 25-06 that I love. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, um, I mean, it's not a great elk cartridge mm-hmm. legal, but it's not a good one, but for deer or any other smaller game i've i've had my kids shoot it because it's very flat shooting very forgiving but it's basically you know it's the neck down 30 out six which is also a great round mm-hmm. so i would have to say that how long have you had that in my mind how long have you had that 25 out six actually i bought it right after i got married oh okay probably 18 years wow so wow yeah. nice. and and yeah how like did you have a lot of guns before that or was that one of the first guns that you no you owned? that was actually one of the first ones yep actually one of the first ones that I bought uh it was on sale at Cabela's mm-hmm. and I was like huh, let's try that one that's a so, 
yeah, I've had it and uh, killed a lot of deer with it. Um, it is heavier. It's not a, you know, nowadays, you know, you get these super light stocks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, which is also makes it good for my kids to shoot because it's stable. Um, but I don't backpack with it a lot. Right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, going on a deer hunt for a day or two, you know, not doing too much hiking and stuff like that. I mean, it's good to lug around for that. Solid. What kind of gun is it? What, so, what brand is it? Um, I want to say it's Savage. Savage. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that about 18 years, yeah, 20 years ago, they'd be a little bit heavier. I mean, they make some now that are super light, but, uh, Oh yeah. No, I've got a 308. That's, you know, one of their. Oh yeah. Girl to light and stuff like that. Yeah. It's savage, but yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. I want to say one of the first years, I think they may, might have put the AccuTrigger out not okay. too long before that. I don't know how long they've had that out, but it has that. And yeah, it's good. I got a good little, little pulled scope on there. And we'll, we'll fix that. We'll, we'll fix that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, throw a good vortex on there. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. No, so, those, hey, I had a loophole scope on my old 25 out six. I was talking about earlier. Yep. That was my first gun that I ever had was a, a Ruger 25 out six. And man, I killed mm-hmm. a lot of deer. I did kill elk with it. Um, killed coyotes with, it. I killed everything with a 25 out six. And we were talking about earlier. Like, I feel like nowadays we've got to have a gun for everything. You know, like I've got to have my elk gun, my deer gun, my coyote mm-hmm. gun, my pronghorn gun, whatever the case may be. And, and back in the day, I felt like, uh, you know, the old school guys, they had like one or two guns and they just did everything. And the yeah. 25 out six was one of those guns. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's guys out there who be like, yeah, I've had an elk with it. Mm-hmm. You know, not much different than 270. Right. And, uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. It's I think you're saying we have a problem now, Taryn. Well, we do. We we <laughs> have know, an addiction. You build that kind of arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name's Taryn, and I have an addiction. <laughs> I like to buy yeah. guns. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, it's shoot. fun. It's fun to have different cartridges. It's fun to shoot them. Yeah. You know, different things. But yeah, I mean, that's you know, you start talking underrated or just even forgotten about cartridges. You know, things that you, you've seen all these new ones come out, but you still got the old, you know, thirty out six, two seventy. You know, 308. Yeah. Been around for a long time. Old military round. You know, very reliable. And but there's something about, things, so. like, we, we got to have the new, the, the, the latest and greatest kind of a thing. And so yeah. we always feel like, oh, this new 7 PRC, we got to have that. Or, you know, it's, it's funny how mm-hmm. we think. And, you know, back in the day, it was just, yeah, it worked and it worked well. 25 out 6 worked well. 30 out 6 worked well. If you had those mm-hmm. two guns, same casing. But you could kill pretty mm-hmm. much every animal out there with those two guns. Mm-hmm. So yep. crazy. Well, appreciate you uh, you answering the phone. I would, we're going to get uh, quite a few people's thoughts on on what their their most underrated uh, cartridges are. Maybe we can bring a little bit more love back to some of these cartridges that have have been forgotten. So I'll let you back to uh, looking at vacations and and just plan one and, and sign us up for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, sounds good. Cool. Talk to you later, buddy. All right, see you guys. Bye. And he's a cool dude. <laughs> pretty funny that that's one of the number one ones we talked about in the beginning yeah. and <laughs> he picked it out it comes so. up on it came up on the live i think it's one that people love and it's hard not to love it but you know when people are going to go buy a gun right now they're not going to go buy a 25 out 6 they're going to go buy a 65 prc it's just it's so mm-hmm. weird yep. how that works the truth you got another one we want to call and ask uh he's working he texted me um but yeah he's 
he's not available to pick up the phone, but he, he texted me and said that the 243 was his pick. Ah, gotcha. So, gotcha. I'm just looking here on the, on the, um, the live just to see what everybody put on there because we did the live just before we started recording the podcast. We want to just get everybody's, you know, uh, opinions on them. And so, oh boy, you're going to hear me talking in the background on, as I'm clicking on the live. But yeah, pretty <laughs> much, uh, I think we kind of covered all the ones that, that people put on here. So we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on, on more of this. I, I think this is a great conversation. I think we need to, to, kind of keep some of these cartridges alive don't let them let them die off uh, they're, they're amazing cartridges and, and i think we need to to use them and take advantage of them if you're buying a gun for wife a kid yourself whatever i think some of these smaller calibers older calibers are great and you're gonna there's a lot of uh components out there to reload these they're a lot of them are easy to find on the shelf as well um you know, I think there's even guns. You know, I think even the seven mag. I know people are going to freak out about this, but it's becoming an underrated gun because some of the other calibers are coming out. And so, you know, I think even some of these guns that here just recently have been the most popular guns. I think in the near future are going to be the underrated guns here in a, in a few years. And they'll they'll always be, you know, because of that military application. You're always going to see the two two three. And the 308 be the highest selling mm-hmm. gun, but when it comes to hunting application, I would argue you're starting to see that 308 dip. Uh, yeah. The 223 never really had a large hunting following. You know what I mean? Like maybe rabbits here and there, but like that 308 for a long time was what people hunted with, and I think you've seen that start to fall away too. Yeah, yeah, so interesting. And it's getting, it's the latest and greatest. And, and that is everything. You know, the new iPhone comes out, everybody's got to go get it, except for Seth. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think that's just the world we live. We just got to have the latest and greatest. And some of these things that are so popular right now, in a few years, they'll kind of be forgotten about. But I, I think a lot of these we shouldn't forget about because they're pretty impressive stuff. So, all right, guys, we'll go ahead and uh, to end, go ahead and end this podcast. But please, you know, leave us some comments. There's tons of uh, posts on, on social media and whatnot about uh, this stuff. Would love to hear your comments on those. So go on there, leave a comment on the web, on the on the uh, podcast, whatever platform you're on. We'll we'll see those comments. But we'd love to know what your guys' thoughts are on the most underrated cartridges um, out there. Are so, Seth. Anything else we need to talk about before we sign off? Uh, I think you've covered her pretty well. And uh, yeah, like Darren said, hit us with some messages. Tell us some new ones. We can always revisit it and and see if. Uh, We've missed a couple. I'm sure we have. There's a lot of guns out there. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of the guns out there, a lot of calibers out there. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot that some guys like, man, I love this gun. I use it for everything. And, uh, you know, can't believe you guys forgot it kind of a thing. So uh, love to know those. And kind of just gives us that list, of, you know, a bucket list of some other guns. Now I want a 375 Ruger for some reason. I don't <laughs> have no idea why, but I really want one. So... <laughs> anyways guys we sure appreciate you uh listening and and following the podcast uh don't forget to subscribe comment leave us a review all that fun stuff follow us on our social medias and uh, check out the website as frequently as possible i highly encourage you to be on there every single day lots of stuff going up every day so appreciate you guys and we will see you on the next one see ya see ya